Welcome back to another episode of the Cruise Conversations podcast. I'm Michael. And I'm Frank. And today's episode is episode number 18, and we're going to look at picking your perfect stateroom category for your upcoming cruise. Let's jump into it. So as Michael mentioned at the top, this week's episode is all about the different stateroom categories. Michael and I are now travel agents. We can book you on your upcoming cruise, make sure that you get the best pricing possible. If you're interested in just hearing the different pricing for these different offerings for any cruise line, please reach out to us. You can reach out to us on Instagram at Cruise Conversations. You can also click the link in this description on this podcast episode, fill out the form or even text or call us using the phone number on that uh, survey as well. So we'll jump, jump into it. But this week, Michael, we've got we're going to talk through the different categories of the different rooms. Yeah. And, you know, just kind of overviewing it, right? So we've got interior, ocean view, balcony. There's some spa cabins that are offered on different cruise lines. There's family cabins, which I think those kind of fall under the other ones as well, like a yeah. family interior or family balcony. And then there's suites. So probably like if you're booking your cruise and you're thinking, hey, you know, what what room should I, you know, book for my cruise? I think it really just at first comes down to price. You start with, hey, how much do I want to spend? How many people am I trying to squeeze into one room? I know that some of the rooms will hold four guests, right? So really comes down to, do I want to try to put four in one room? Do I want to try to put two and then maybe do a connecting state room or do multiple? My, I always do multiple. I know your family's done some where you've had five people and five or six people in one room before. Yep. I personally prefer to do... I know it's probably cheaper to do that, but I think it's... Be, I think having one bathroom is probably just the toughest thing that you got to look at. Hey, how many bathrooms do we have per person? And some of these suites have two bathrooms. Just kind of depends again, how much do you, do you want to spend? Especially like on an interior we did, uh, I've done like a, a cheap kind of uh, spring break cruise and we had four people in one room and it was like two girls trying to get ready and it was cheap and it was great for spring break. But as an adult now booking my cruise, I don't think I would want to squeeze four adults into an interior. Cause you got, just in terms of the setup, you've got two beds that are kind of like over top, almost like a bunk bed setup, and then the two beds on the bottom. So just like from a comfort standpoint, probably not the most comfortable. Yeah. And while they're maybe a little harder to come by, I know some lines, we have done an interior on Carnival with five of us where there were two bathrooms in just a oh, standard nice. okay. interior room. I don't think it was two showers, but you at least had, I think, two separate toilets and two separate sinks just for like getting ready and stuff. It's yeah. Nice so that kind of helps. Like you said, kind of alleviate that issue, but I know those are a little harder to come by because there's only so many of them on yeah. the ships. So, I mean, going into it, right. So the interior room is going to be your cheapest option pretty yeah. much all the time. Now there may be some situations like Michael and I were saying, we could book you into a group where the balconies may be cheaper just because there's not interior rooms left. But typically speaking, the interior is going to be the cheapest option when you're booking a cabin. And honestly, there's not too much. I mean, for me, I, I, I kind of look at it. What do I want to get out of this cruise? If it's a short cruise, it's more of like our bachelor party cruise, or, you know, you just, maybe you're, you're going on this itinerary that you've always done. It's not like an Alaskan and, or, or European sailing. You don't really care as much about the views. The interior will be fine. You know, there's plenty of storage. It's just a basic room. I actually like the darkness. I, I sleep really well in the interior <laughs> rooms personally, but some people get kind of claustrophobic or maybe a little freaked out by the interior rooms. It also is worth mentioning that some of the some of the cruise lines actually have interior rooms with a view 
of the like the inside of the ship. So for example, on any of the Freedom um, or the Oasis class cruises on Royal Caribbean, you can actually look at the promenade. You can look into the promenade from those rooms. They're still considered like an interior view. But one of the cool ones that they have is the Ben and Jerry's. <laughs> Michael and I were talking about <laughs> that one on Royal Caribbean because you just book an interior view stateroom, but it's above the Ben and Jerry's. For all you ice cream lovers out there. You get basically it's the same price as any of the other interior view staterooms or interior promenade view, but you get daily ice cream passes to like use on the ship. And then everything is cow themed. So like your bed has looks like a cow. You've got a cow in the room that like looks over. I mean, some people may be weirded out by that, but <laughs> it is a benefit of uh, just kind of a weird, we're going to talk about some of the like nuances and kind of some of those weird things, but this is probably one of the weirdest rooms out there that everything is cow themed on the ship. So that was just worth mentioning. I thought in, in case someone really loves ice cream, you get the daily passes to, to Ben and Jerry's. Yeah, overall interiors are great, whether you're on a budget or just know you're not going to spend that much time in your stateroom. The next kind of main categories we got are your ocean view or balcony staterooms. So both of these are obviously going to be on the exterior of the ship sides. And the ocean views are normally going to be kind of like a pothole window. Or I know I've seen some ships lately kind of have bigger glass windows. I, I, I don't know if I've done one of these. Have you done an ocean view yeah, before? Yeah, we, we did. We've done a couple, actually. Now, this is a really good stateroom to royal up we're going to talk about not royal up but upgrading your cabin yeah and uh i think this is a really good like if you book an interior usually i only bid like 50 bucks a person to get to the ocean view and it's worked out twice for us it worked out for us in the caribbean it also worked out for us on europe where we had one of those rooms and i just think i i personally think like i'm usually good in the interior but then roiling up makes the price it's just a really good uh idea if you don't want to pay full price hundred bucks, you get the, uh, the window. So yeah, kind of nice. Cool. And the ocean view category overall is not much different than an interior. I mean, you're going to have your same standard bathroom storage, all of that in it. So the, the next real main category is going to be your balconies, your balconies. I've done balcony a couple times and I love them. And like you said, so the higher the category we go here, the, the more expensive the room is going to be. So you kind of got to look at your budget, figure out, Hey, does the balcony make sense? Because, you know, it is nice when you're getting ready in the evening to have just that or in the morning for your coffee, just having your own private space to go sit out. Let's just asterisk private. Some people, <laughs> I do want to say that, you know, you just got to be careful what you're doing out there. I would recommend having clothing on. <laughs> Michael and I have seen so many like stories about people like just there's cruises that come by at port or you're trying to do something on your balcony. Just be careful with that. You be know? aware of your surroundings. Yeah. Be aware. Let's there's cameras because <laughs> there's cameras because you know, people quote fall off cruise ships and they have cameras on the sides. So just be aware that you may be being watched on your balcony as well for safety reasons. Yeah. So the inside of your room is typically about the same, but the nice part with the balcony is depending on the size of the balcony, you may have a couple chairs out there and a table. I know some balconies have loungers out there should we talk about the bump real quick? Talk about the bump. So some of the ships have like a bump out, right? So you're like most balconies, you're in a row. So you can't really see left or right. Yeah. You mostly just look out. But there's the bump on the ship where on some of the ships, they kind of like, they it just kind of bumps out and you have that view all the way to the left, all the way to the right. So something to look for if you're working with a travel agent or you're just booking on your own. Try to find the the rooms that are on that bump or the, on the hump, whatever they call it, where you can see out to the left or right. To Michael's point, you know, because you just get that extra view. Yeah, 
And now one of the cool things if you're sailing Virgin is they have hammocks out there. That's cool. On every balcony. So, I mean, I don't know. It's different than just having a standard chair out there. You can kind of swing, relax. Seems super neat. And then Royal, you have their virtual balconies. So these are technically interior staterooms, but they have a ceiling-to-floor LED screens that pretty much show you the outside of the ship, right, Frank? Like where you're currently sailing. Yeah, it's like a high-quality digital camera that's mounted on the bridge, and it you know basically shows you what you would see outside. I've never booked one of these. Honestly, they're not cheap. I think people like must really like them, but huh. in the room, like kind of next to the bed, is this 80-inch, like Michael said, Florida uh, ceiling led screen that shows you the ship and it it looks cool i just then you have to like close the curtain on it i don't, I don't oh really know. there's <laughs> there actually is like a curtain i don't know how it really like works i've never done one of these and there's it's tough to get in them so if you're interested in that try to book those you know in advance but okay definitely something unique for sure yeah i mean i feel like that could also be one like if you were booked in an interior and you were trying to upgrade but didn't want to go all the way to a real balcony could kind of be it, but like you said, the real balcony, you're getting the ocean air out there. You're getting the breeze. It'd be neat to, I guess, kind of see where you are yeah. at, at the time. I think the best thing, like you said, for the balconies, though, is just like being able to, like, let's say someone's in the room getting ready. You can go out, grab a drink, bring it on your own balcony, and it's like you said, like your private space. Yeah. You can read a book out there. You hear the waves crashing against the ship. It's like... Just an, it's like your own personal oasis, honestly. It's real peaceful in the evening too, when it's already dark out, and you get back to your room after a long night, and you just see like lights out in the distance, and you're like, "Oh, is that a cruise ship?" Or like yeah. some some of the days, I know it's like the last night of our cruise, and you can already kind of see the lights of the Florida coast or whatnot as we're coming up it. So also just knowing what the weather is outside, like yeah. I know that sounds silly to say, but if you're in an interior or an ocean view, you can on ocean view you can look out, but. You don't know how it feels, if it's windy, what the weather's like. So being able to step out, check the temperature, come back in, get dressed, like it, it's something nice to have, you know? And then I know Royal has some special balcony staterooms, right? Yeah. So on Royal Caribbean, on the Oasis class ships, they have boardwalk balconies. So these are on the, the back, kind of the aft of the ship. Okay. They, they look inside. So you actually have a balcony with a chair. You can step out onto your balcony. The only downside is you're not looking at the ocean. Sometimes there are, based on the position on the boardwalk, you can see back towards the ocean behind the ship. There are those huge, like 10 story tall dry slides, the gotcha. ultimate abyss slides that now people are complaining that they block. So, Allure of the Seas is the last one that doesn't have those. So, you can, you know, obviously see more of the ocean from those balcony rooms on the right side or the left side, depending on what side of the ship you're on. So those are nice. I would say the only downside, again, on those is you're looking interior. So you're looking out. You know, you don't have that privacy, but it's still a balcony. It's still open air that you get from your room. And then Central Park balcony, similar to those, you're looking down on Central Park. So Central Park is on deck eight. So you'll be above that, but below the pool deck. So you'll be like kind of like in between looking out onto the Central Park area. I've never booked on one of those rooms for Central Park balcony or boardwalk balcony, but... I mean, people li really like them. It's just between, again, like if you're looking at pricing, hey, I can't do the, you know, I'm not going to be able to afford the Ocean View balcony or Space is Limited. Sometimes you can get one of these and it's still kind of nice to have the space. I was about, that's what I was about to say. At the end of the day, it's extra space added onto your room. So I can get it for the right price. And I think the, the Central Park balcony would be kind of peaceful because at night it is really, like you said, it's not the ocean that you're looking at. You're looking at like trees and lights and just like there's sometimes they do live music pretty much every night in, in Central Park. So you can hear the music being played and kind of think of it as like you're on land at that point looking out at, you know, just people walking by and 
restaurants and different things. Michael, what about the uh, single occupancy staterooms if I was booking as a solo guest? Yes. Yeah, so this is actually a category that Norwegians really lead in the way in. You know, most all of the cruise lines out there, your room is going to be based on double occupancy. So if you're sailing by yourself, you're going to more than likely pay for both cruise fares. Now, what Norwegians doing is they have in their interior ocean view and balcony, they're creating these like little solo traveler like dorm area type things, right? So they're kind of all connected, but they, and they share like a solo traveler lounge. But all the rooms are all separate. So the nice thing here is they're priced exclusively for solo travelers. That's awesome. I mean, I think the big thing here is like you're single or you're traveling by yourself. You want to meet someone, say, you know, you're just going by yourself and you don't know anyone else on the ship. That's a really cool. It's almost like staying like in a hostel where there's like a bar downstairs, like a meetup area. Yeah. This kind of like enables you to meet other people. Maybe you're traveling because you couldn't find a friend to come with you and Maybe you have other friends on the cruise, but it, this is going to be so much cheaper than other options. Like this week, Michael and I were trying to get pricing for a client who wanted to book a third room by themselves. And I was, he, he was like, hey, what's the price for that third, that third room? And it was a single traveler. And the price was $10 cheaper for one person than it would have been for two. So I was like, yeah. do you just want to pay the $10 and like invite another friend? <laughs> like, so that, I mean, this is, again, this is going to be priced for one person. And that's an example of, Hey, if you've got that odd number, it may just be worth looking into Norwegian because you can save five, $600 right there, you know, just off that, that cruise fare. And I know this, this is real popular with Norwegian. So I think like you have to try and book these out as far as you can, because I know they do go fast, but I think I did read this week. They're going to look to actually expand these and add more rooms throughout their ships for single occupancy. And, and I think on the other cruise lines, again, you can get, you can get probably better pricing on the solo rooms as early, like earlier if you book in advance. Right. So Michael and I were talking to people that are trying to book for December at this point, And all these rooms that are going to be best priced for single occupancy are already taken. And they're just trying to sell as many double occupancy rooms as possible. Yeah. So, the earlier you book, again, like we always recommend booking as early as you know. Even if you think about going on a cruise next year, like it only costs a deposit. So go ahead, put the 200 bucks down, hold the room. And then if you have to change or whatever, we can talk about what that looks like. But it's really just, you know, it's better to book in advance because you're going to get better options, better pricing. You lock in that best rate. And some of these categories, there's just not a ton of rooms available for them. So. Yeah, and kind of going off of that, so you do across some of your different lines have more like special category staterooms, right? So, for example, on Carnival, you have the Havana area, the Havana staterooms. These are, I think, both interior balconies, but kind of the cool thing with this, they have access to their own part of the ship. So they have their whole Havana pool deck that has, based on the ship you're on, they have a pool, hot tubs, and this is only available if you're staying in that certain stateroom category. So another, this is another example. There's only so many rooms that fall in the Havana area on the ships. So I know my parents actually just did this one on their last cruise, and I don't think they were originally doing it. I don't remember if they upgraded to the Havana area or what. But they ended up loving it because the ship they were on, I mean, it had a decent crowd for the week, but they were able to just get away, go to their pool area. I know they said they had like an attendee kind of standing at the little door to go out there to make sure like you had your wristband. So anybody just couldn't go out there and enjoy the area like you had to be in that stateroom category. I think that's we're going to talk about suites, but this is really becoming like a, a thing where people want. The cruising experience, like, yeah, I want to go to all these places and I want the traditional cruising experience, but I want to have my own kind of 
ship within a ship. Like I want to yep. have my own dining. Like we're going to talk about suites again, but like the, you know, private dining, private pool areas, private bars like that to some people really is an attraction and people are willing to pay for it. We can see that based on the data out there that some of these rooms on these cruise lines that cost $10,000 a week are like the ones that are the most sold out rooms. Like people are willing to pay for it. And then one other special cabin I know you can find on Carnival ships is their family harbor cabins. And these are kind of with the family in mind. So they are larger rooms, right? You have interiors and I think some balconies and suites. But kind of the cool thing with these rooms is they share an exclusive family lounge for the kids. So they have, I know you can get breakfast there in the morning and have them to go wander out to the buffet or the main dining room and then snacks throughout like the rest of the day and the evening. And then the area has TVs and games and I think a little concierge area. So just another thing, like if you're booking with kids in mind, it's just another stateroom category that kind of has the family in the forefront of the mind. Yeah. I mean, those look super cool. I know that we'll talk about some of the suites on, on Royal later on, but I think yeah. that those kind of utilize the space well for families and have different offerings. If you have young kids, those are definitely rooms to look into. Also on Carnival, we wanted to kind of highlight the different spa rooms that they have. So Cloud Nine spa rooms, they, they have some in-room benefits, whether it's like robes or upgraded toiletries and things like that. But the main benefit with booking these spa nine rooms is that you have access to the thermal suite. I think you also get some different discounts for the spa. So yeah. I've never actually, I've had friends that have done the spa and the thermal suite thing. But I think okay. that if you're interested in doing that all week, this is a good room category to look into just to kind of, you probably get a lower price over the week than you would if you booked one room and then added that on, right? So, you know, you've got all these amenities in your room, but you also get access to the thermal suite, which is going to have the heated loungers. And it, I mean, it's just a nice little benefit if you're already planning on doing that. This is something I never really think about when I'm on the ship itself, but throughout the year when I'm not on it and I hear about the thermal spa, it always seems just like a cool, like they get a day pass to and just go enjoy the day relaxing in it. Yeah. And I think it's probably worth it to just get it for the whole week. Cause you, you know, you come back from a, uh, an excursion you're like, Hey, I want to go check this out for a few hours and then maybe the next day. So I think they sell day passes typically as yeah. well as just the whole week, but most people just go at the whole week. And yeah, you just kind of have to go on your own and just enjoy the, the space. I will say Norwegian used to have this room category and I think they still do, but they're phasing it out. So they're trying to provide more access to other guests. And I think with this room category, they were unable to accommodate all the guests on board that, you know, other than the suite or sorry, the thermal spa guests that booked that room category, they want to be able to open up more space to other guests. So they're phasing this out. They're going to have a different room category that they're transitioning that to. Um, on on all their ships. But I, I mean, Carnival is pretty much the main cruise line now that has this offering. And we'll see how that, if they, you know, if they keep it or what they end up doing with that. Yeah. And I think like outside of Carnival, like you said, Norwegian will be interesting to one, see what happens with the price of the thermal suite in general, just what, whether you said for day pass week long, since it's not roped up into the room anymore. But I think you see spot categories a lot more in some of the, just the higher end cruise lines too. Yep. So the last kind of category that we have for today is the suite category. So different cruise lines have different offerings. I mean, we could probably do hours just talking about the different suites out there. Some of them are be couple bedrooms with, you know, two floors. Some of them have grand pianos and all of that. But we're going to kind of give a high level overview. So 
MSC has what they call their Yacht Club, which if you book into their suites, this is a special kind of dedicated suite area where you get unlimited drinks, a private restaurant, 24-7 butler service access, upgraded linens. Obviously, MSC has their premium suites with like a whirlpool on like a private uh, jacuzzi out on the balcony. So that's really cool and unique. Royal, Royal Caribbean is probably the one that I have the most familiarity with because I've actually been in some of those suites. The one that I've done is the two-story crown loft suites. So those actually, it's me and my brother, my mom and my dad, me and my brother cuddled on the on the pullout twin, <laughs> or no, it was a pullout queen bed. It was a two-story, so you have a two-story tall kind of like uh, glass uh, view of the ocean, which is really awesome. And then they had their own private shower up top. And then we had our own shower bathroom downstairs. So that was a really awesome suite. They have a, a bunch of the two-story suites. Um, they also have some that are like family, like you were saying, like family style suites where you've got actually like a slide that takes you down from... That's crazy. <laughs> in the room, you've got like a slide that takes the kids from the top floor down to the second floor. And they've got a bunch of different things for the kids and those with, you know, all the different, they've got switches and Xbox and PS4, all of that in their room, different games and stuff for the kids. And the, obviously the hot tubs on the balcony as well. There's also some rooms that have like grand piano. So all of the different luxuries that, you know, based on how much you want to spend, there's different categories. So Royal Caribbean really breaks it up into uh, three different categories. So there's sea, sky, and star. So everyone gets the benefits of like the priority boarding, the coastal kitchen dinner, which is again, like the private kind of dining, which the food is really good. Just, hey, I don't really want to go to the main dining room. You just walk over to coastal kitchen and it's just another restaurant. Uh, you get the you know upgraded bathrobes, amenities, all of that. And then the sky class is kind of like the medium. So C class is really, sorry, the junior suite rooms. And then Sky Class is pretty much the middle tier where you get a few extra benefits. You get like the free Wi-Fi, the concierge service, kind of like what you were mentioning, uh, with you know access to someone to help you with your excursions or any issues that you may have on board you just need resolved. You have uh, the suite access. So there's a suite lounge and a concierge club. And then the third category is really the Star Class. So Michael, this is like, this is pretty awesome. If you can get the star classrooms this comes with what they call their royal genie okay. so the royal genie is a dedicated person like you'll see them all around the oasis class you'll be like oh that's a genie so the genie is someone who's dressed up and they come and they pretty much take care of like your every need so before you get on board for the star class you actually fill out like a survey of you know here's what i like here's the types of candies here's what i like to drink and they use all that to kind of like make sure that your cruising experience is kind of tailored. So when you show up to your room, they're going to have your Skittles and your the things that you really like to eat. And maybe you said you like sushi, so they'll put sushi in your cabin and all that. So very kind of upgraded. They help kind of plan parties. They help do special events for you. We actually like had a genie on one cruise through a family member. So he was helping us like, we're at dinner, we're running late to the show. You just walk in and they take you right to the front. Like we oh, had nice. front row seats and walked in like five minutes late. So just things like that. They really take your experience from like, hey, I don't have to do anything at all. And it makes you like, you pretty much are, they just say, hey, you want to go to this show? We got seats for you, whatever you want kind of thing. So that's included with the star class as well as they have complimentary, complimentary gratuities, specialty dining, so whatever specialty dining you want to do as well as the the beverage package. So sometimes it's actually cheaper to just go ahead and book the star classroom. It's going to look more on paper, like more expensive, but 
once you add in the the dining package, the gratuities, the beverage package, like it may push you where it's like, oh, we'll just pay an extra hundred bucks and get the star class. So I'm trying to convince Michael to come on a star class, <laughs> even if it's only for three nights, like you're going to splurge. We could probably squeeze four of us into a room, but the genie is just like a, it's a game changer. Like it really does make the experience so easy. He has WhatsApp and, or he or she has WhatsApp and they just text you throughout the cruise and like, Hey, is everything okay? Is there anything I can get you? Can I get your clothes ironed for you for formal night? Like it's just, it's awesome. So that is a little bit of an overview of the sweet life on uh, Royal Caribbean. And then I do want to call out that Norwegian has the Haven, which is kind of like their own private uh, sweet area as well. Right, Michael? Yeah, the Haven looks real nice on Norwegian ships. You know, it has its own courtyard and sun deck. That's actually age restricted to 16 plus two. So you're not going to have any kids running around there. And then on Breakaway and Breakaway Plus class ships, they actually have their own Haven Lounge and Haven Restaurant. So the Haven Lounge would be a great place to, you know, grab a cocktail, sit back, relax in the evening while you're either getting ready for dinner or post-dinner. And then, like I said, it has its own restaurant, which private dining area, looks the food looks great. And then you also have the option if you want to have a butler actually serve your meal in the privacy of your suite. So that's kind of a neat option to, if you don't want to go out and sit in a restaurant, you can have food right there in your suite or on your balcony. And I was looking at the three bedroom garden villa that they have on the Norwegian ships. And okay. I'm telling you, it is huge. It's like six, 6,694 square feet, three <laughs> full baths plus a half bath can fit up to eight guests. I mean, this thing is like massive. There's a huge kind of outdoor space with a jacuzzi that's like covered with like a little, it looks like a tiki hut jacuzzi thing. I mean, this room looks insane. So if you're interested in booking a suite, Michael and I would love to chat. Please send us pictures. And let us, yeah, we want, <laughs> we'll pull you on the podcast because we want to hear about your experience in one of these rooms, really, because they just look so insane. But yeah, I think that kind of wraps up our suite section of this week's episode. Again, if you have any questions for us to talk about on the podcast we would love to hear from you you can dm us on instagram at cruise conversations or you can reach out to us on facebook tiktok whatever whatever works for you just send us a question we'd love to hear from you if you've been on a cruise recently let us know how it went and if any of the uh, content on this podcast helped you on your latest cruise also we'll love to help you kind of plan your next cruise you can reach out to us again using the link on this episode description so with that Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Cruise Conversations podcast. We'll see you back here next Wednesday.